Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Innovation Crush. Uh, it's me, Chris Denson, your kind and friendly and gracious host. Uh, I hope people think I'm kind and friendly. Um, Jeremy, do you think I'm kind and friendly so far? So far, so far, yeah. All right, I'm getting my Casper on, uh, except I'm not, I'm not a ghost. <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining us. Um, I would love if you want to do like maybe a 90-second introduction on uh, who Jeremy King is, and uh, we'll go from there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Jeremy King. I'm the, the head of technology for Walmart, uh, and I run a, a team both here in uh, in Sunnyvale, California. Uh, we call it Walmart Labs, and I also run a fairly large team out in Arkansas that runs the store systems. And we recently combined the two together to really focus more on uh, customer innovation. I'm a California, uh, not born here, but I, I have my fifth birthday here, um, San Jose. My uh, father was a 37-year IBMer and uh, my mother an artist, so we moved out here when we were um, when we were pretty young, and uh, grew up here, went to school here, uh, you know, got involved in the internet super early, uh, working for a networking company called Synoptics, and then uh, got uh, to work at eBay for uh, seven years, and then a few startups, um, you know, in between a couple of big companies, uh, and uh, just love technology and uh, have been. Um, you know, it's been it's been a good ride in Silicon Valley uh, through the ups and downs. And I think, you know, the team that we're working with here has uh, many of them have worked with me in previous lives. And it's just uh, it's just great to have, you know, such a platform to uh, to innovate for the customer for such a such a large base of, of customers who, who know and love Walmart and come to them every day. That's great. Uh, do you remember your fifth birthday? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I have pictures of, it, of course, but, you know, what was it? It's interesting. Uh, well, just kind of like familially, and I know a lot of a lot of us either mimic or somehow follow in the footsteps of our parents. Um, you have one side IBM, you have the other side art. Like, where, yes. where, do you do you have an artistic expression of your own, or did you actually did you ever even consider going that route? Yeah, it's interesting. My my mom obviously pushed that pretty hard, and uh, I would say um, creatively. I, you know, I, I really like working with my hands a bit more um, than maybe just draw or paint um, and uh, have done a lot of stuff with metal and wood and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and frankly, just love to build stuff. Uh, my, my father not only was uh, an engineer, but also, a, you know, a hands on field guy. So he'd out, out, be out fixing the mainframes and that sort of thing. So when he'd come home, he'd have all, you know, my dad had a bitch and set of tools, right, is what, what people <laughs> So, uh, um, and so we would, you know, build uh, go-karts in the garage and tree houses and, uh, rebuilt my sister's, uh, house when she was, you know, her first house and I rebuilt my first house and these sorts of things are, are just part of the family. You're, you're like a, you're like a man's man plus because you got, <laughs> you got the whole tech, the tech geek side down too. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah. I, love this, I love this quote. We're not a retailer competing in Silicon Valley. We're building an internet technology company inside the world's largest retailer. Um, how do you qualify yourselves as the world's largest retailer? Well, 140 million people, you know, vote with their feet every week. You know, they, they come into a Walmart store and, and shop with us. And obviously millions of people choose us online as well. The key for us is to make sure that we don't differentiate that between, you know, the online behavior and the offline behavior. And, and essentially that's what I was getting at with the quote is, you know, how do I make, you know, those people's lives better when they're, whether they choose to shop and coming into the store or whether they're buying with us online. And lots of our innovations are really this, you know, digital slash physical integration piece. And, 
you know, we've launched some amazing new capabilities recently. Um, inside of Sam's Club, we we piloted a program called Scan and Go, which is essentially you can use your phone um, to you know to scan all the items that you're buying and then pay with um, pay with your phone and walk out the door. Uh, very similar to um, you know, sort of a, an online experience, but you get to physically go. Now, how and, many uh, unscanned items left the building? <laughs> yeah. I imagine, like, because I, I mean, even that, like, right? Like, it, and I, I say that jokingly, but you know, you said you tested it, and it's like, of course, if I have a dozen items, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll just scan the th- the three out of the dozen. Like, wh- how do you? What's the testing process like in terms so of? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. And obviously that's you know, that's obviously a high concern. And that's why we started with Sam's Club first, is we we allow customers just to go through the normal, you essentially bypass the checkout lane, but we still, you know, check you at your receipt at the door like all the uh, the good warehouse clubs do, right? Um and we've actually launched this inside um Walmart as well. Um and what we're doing is a pilot, essentially, you you'd still go through the self-checkout registers, if you will. So the, the self-checkout area where an associate can help you. Um, but uh the the intention, of course, is to is to make it completely seamless and allow people to walk out. Yeah, no, and and I, I like the fact, I mean, even, I'll stick with this example for a second, right? You build in these safety nets into the test. Like what I mean, maybe just walk us through a little bit of the design thinking of when you decide you want to test something like this scan and go technology and like what are you willing to kind of let fall and fail versus, okay, we need to make sure at least this piece of it is successful. Well, that's a nice part about working uh, here at Walmart is we have, you know, 5,000 stores in the U.S. that we can try things in. And we've, we've tried, uh, like when we first did grocery home shopping, we, we built delivery pilots in Denver and we, we did a pilot with Uber in Phoenix and, and, uh, we, we test, uh, we test some things down in Florida. We've got some things going on. Um, and locally here, we use the Mountain View store and the store down in Almaden Valley where I live is, is sort of our test bed and our store managers down there love to work with the, the labs teams and the technology geeks. And we're, and we're playing with, uh, you know, sometimes we're playing with a new uh, mobile technology. Sometimes we're putting up kiosks. Um, uh, we tested Walmart Pay in all these areas. So, um, so it's great. It's great to have you know such a wide swath of of uh, places we can experiment um, with in uh, inside the stores. Yeah, it's, I mean it's fantastic. And, and um, just kind of as I was prepping with your team before, I was like. And even people that I've talked to is like, oh, you know, I'm going to be talking to uh, Jeremy from Walmart. They're like, Walmart does innovation? Like there's, <laughs> this, there's this perception that like you would expect it from a Target or, you know, some of these other brands to do it first. You know, I'm, I almost compared it to like Marriott and Hilton. Like you would expect Hilton to be the more innovative or not so much a, a fast follower. So why why is Walmart the, the you know, the, the first to market with a lot of these things? Yeah, it's a great question. Walmart, I, I think I started at Walmart Labs five years ago, and one of the first things we did was just start talking about the things that we were doing. Um, and I think, you know, for many years, Walmart, you know, has been a, a pretty big innovator, you know, starting with 20 plus years ago, you know, innovating on Retail Link and essentially opening the data to all of the, the world's suppliers so they could really see um, behavior, customer behavior directly. Um, and that was sort of Walmart's first technical innovation when you look at it. And then then on, we didn't really talk too much about the technologies we were looking at, whether it was, um, you know, uh, RFID technology or, or work that we're doing in the supply chain. And so one of the first things we did is really change to a, 
you know, sort of a communication, you know, pretty standard Silicon Valley practice, you know, we're using open source, we're contributing back, we're publishing what we're doing, we're having meetups at our at our locations and just really opening up uh, Walmart to the world and to see it. And frankly, you know, you know, this is what attracts a lot of engineers to um, to come to Walmart and Walmart Labs is just the access to that massive amounts of data and and to, to the ability to launch a product that is seen by you know 100 million people in you know in an instant and uh, and and really uh, that's what that's what people love about working here. Is it important to be first, or is it important to be best? Like what, what's what's your filter when you when you're thinking about what area you want to tackle next? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I, I we get a lot of uh, questions about being first, but I often put a scale lens on it. Maybe sometimes people say that that might be a little bit, you know, limiting, if you will. But for example, there was a lot of hype about beacons, um, you know, uh, in, you know, a year or two years ago, and everyone was like, "Oh, you got to put beacons here and you got to put beacons there." And and I, I was just talking to people about, okay, think about Walmart scale and beacons. So say we only put a beacon at the door, at the front door, and another beacon at the sort of checkout or pickup location. So that's two beacons inside of 10,000 know, 10, locations. So that's 20,000 beacons that you have to make sure are working. They have batteries. They have, you know, you know the, uh, you have the ability to diagnose the problems and that sort of thing. So we love trying them out, but we want people to understand that you, you can't just, it's just not, you know, the 20 stores that we're going to go roll this out to in, in five malls that we can, we can deal with. And we think about how do, you, how do you scale out when you're looking at a new technology? And, and the description I was using is, there was a lot of hype around beacons in the last couple of years. And, and, you know, I, I was explaining that the, you know, if you take Walmart scale and you say, I just want to put a beacon at the front door. So we know when people walk in and another beacon at the sort of pickup desk. So we know when they arrive to pick up their package, you're talking about 10,000 beacons that you have to make sure that it have batteries and work and, you know, they're configured correctly. And when we do store remodels, they, you know, they get installed back again and all these sorts of things. So we love um, being pretty uh, early, but we also need to make sure that we can understand how we would roll out something at, at a massive scale. Uh, you brought up Sam's Club a couple of times, and yep. you know I've been doing a lot of thinking just to, about membership, right? The idea of loyalty programs, the idea of like being a member of something, and, and how that's evolved over time, and how it will continue to evolve. Um, how have you guys looked at the idea of membership as it pertains to your customers and the kinds of innovations you want to bring to to the market? It's a great point, and and one great thing about about Sam's Club is actually we do know all the members, and so we can do quite a bit more things. Uh, there and it's not just um, sort of cohort analysis and some of the data science practices of, of people that shop together, but we know you know very directly so who you are when you walk in the in the door, and so we've done things. Obviously, there's lots of things that Sam's Club wants to provide you as as part of your membership, and one of the first things you get is we call it e values, but it's when you come into the store. Oftentimes, brands will will want to promote a particular item, and how do you know which items would be interesting to you? So, and you know, there's hundreds of these things, and so we we're using uh, data science um, uh, as well as you know, sort of membership profiling to say, hey, these are the five that you know we think that you're going to be most interested in. And as a result, we've had massive uptake in e-values, which can really you know promote the the ongoing Sam Club membership. So that's just one example of, of dozens. 
Not to mention at Sam's Club, you often reorder many of the same things that you get. We have tons of small businesses in, um, in Sam's Clubs, and oftentimes they're buying the same items again and again. So building things like easy reorder and, and quick pickup and, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know, these types of, um, you know, I'm building a very large order, maybe 100 items every week. Um, it, it becomes uh, much easier for us to predict what they're going to get and, and to make the shopping experience way easier. And do you, and that's great. And, uh, you know, cause I, I think also one of the things that I've been thinking about is like how just the, this is the experience, like uh, making the shopping experience is one thing, but also just acknowledging these individuals as holistic individuals, right? What are the, you know, if there's things that are tangential to their lifestyle, um, you know, rewards and other external experience, maybe like from a partner brand, I don't know if you guys are going that route, but, um, you know, but based on the, the amount of data that you have on all these individuals, you know, have you start, begun to put any thought into, you know, a broader set of uh, membership experiences? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, personalization of everything is really what you're getting at. And and the, the great news is we have tons of data. The, the other great news is we have millions of items. So how do you take this great data and turn it into a, you know, a fact base of things that they want to to experience? And some of that is essentially cohort analysis and people who bought this also bought this capability, but it also can be an inspiring um, item or items that uh, relate to an item that you previously purchased and a lot of things that have been happening on the internet for a long time. But when you mirror it with the, the data of, you know, days of the week, you, you know, typically when you come in on Fridays, here are the things that you buy versus when you come in on, on the weekend or, or on Mondays, we can, uh, we can really help you uh, on your on your shopping experience as you as you come through the door, and that 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 equates to both Sam's Club and the Walmart uh, brands. Not to mention, you know, the data that we're uh, we're incorporating now with Jet Behaviors and all the brands that uh, that are just now coming. You just have a a big job altogether. <laughs> I mean, the can you kind of speak on like the family of Walmart brands? There's Jet.com, there's Sam's Club, and then here you are at sort of the apex of all this innovation experience. Like, just kind of put that into perspective for us. Yeah, it's it's a great point. I get this a lot. Uh, we use we call it Walmart a lot, but uh, but it is really hundreds of brands. Not to mention Jet and Hayneedle and Shoebuy, and we just announced Shoe uh, Moose Jaw last week. But also we have um, brands all around the world. So Asda is a huge grocery store in the in the UK. We have um, businesses in Canada, Walmart Canada. We have uh, all over Latin America, China, um, South Africa. Um, so you know this is a huge huge uh, brand and company uh, as we work together. So from a technology sharing standpoint, oftentimes we will we will try something on Walmart and then push it pretty heavily into into a market. So we we do some work on personalization on Sam's Club. And then we apply it to to Walmart.com uh, or ASDA, uh, and Canada is using our payment systems. Uh, we we obviously share a, a cloud technology platform and a data platform, so uh, it, it's fun very much so to incorporate all of the globe's um, you know data into into one platform. And then I hear you're on planes a lot. So, you know, just from an efficiency standpoint, right? I mean, there's AR, there's AI, there's all the things you mentioned, beacons and so on and so forth. Like, what is either your personal filtering process? What, you know, what kind of gets you off 
or um, you know, what is the process internally by which you guys assess a new sort of? I mean, the Beacon example was great, but like, what what is that sort of um, filtering process you go through? Because you can't do everything, obviously, and you can't manage everything you do. So, what is that you know management style or system or belief? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, and and sometimes we struggle with this because uh, something that applies to to the supply chain um, or may not su- uh, apply to the supply chain might be super good for the merchandising side, and so um, we're we're attacking this by essentially um, manhandling, and I guess if you will, we're um, we're keeping track of pretty much um, you know we go through the typical sort of VC and uh, you know some of the stuff we're doing down in South by Southwest is you know going through and visiting a number of different startups and making sure saying hey we want you know these are the places where we want to invest in supply chain, but in general we focus on customer and and associate productivity. And what I mean that is anything that's going to make the customer um, experience better. Um, we have a team that looks at that. And then we have another team that looks at associate productivity. So you, you think about we have hundreds of merchants that, that uh, you know, buy product and replenish products and price products. Anything that will that will focus on productivity, um, we put in another team. And that's really the filter at a high level that we have to keep it at. Otherwise, um, you know, we'll, we'll get overwhelmed by um, dozens of different projects that are going on. Yeah, it could, it could drive you crazy. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I was going to ask just a little bit about, um, well, first of all, I, I'm very familiar with Dash, the shopping carts, which I, I think are really cool. I would love, and those are actually going to roll out, right? You guys actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys kind of built those from scratch. Like you own the patent, um, and then now it's act- actually going to be rolled out in mass to some degree. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not wrong, explain that. <laughs> So which one? I, I'm sorry. The, dash, the, um, the robotic shopping carts um, that, uh, where you can scan your item as you place them in. Yeah, we we don't have a, a, a published um, date that we're working on that. Um, there's a number of, um, of innovations, both um, from a customer facing standpoint, but also the ability to pick pick in the warehouse that allows you to, you know, pick large baskets of items and then get them ready for shipping. And um, so we're incorporating those learnings into both of those behaviors. The the shopping cart example is a good one, um, but again, at scale, we're talking about hundreds and thousands of carts. The pilot that we're doing now is essentially not is is essentially tied to scan and go. So you can use your phone um, inside of Walmart to scan items as you put in the cart. But we also have provided a device in the in the store that you can use because oftentimes what we see is customers using the device and then giving their phone to their kid to let them watch a YouTube video while they're shopping and things like that. So it's been it's pretty been interesting to see the uh, customer behavior uh, as they go through that. I, w- I thought nobody would use these devices because they're just hooked to their phone, but we can't keep them on the rack. There's so many people uh, using the scanner, so it's uh, it's pretty interesting to to watch. But that's that's where we're going right now. Speaking of uh, kids on their mobile phones watching YouTube inside the Walmart, um, there's definitely like a public perception of what Walmart is and who that shopper is. Uh, Does your role in any way touch on changing that perception, right? I I think all these things are like super marketable. They're amazing examples of the future of how we're going to engage with the thing that we care about. Um, And I think that just works to change perception. Is that like part of your scope or goal on a day-to-day basis? 
I would say, yeah, I would say it's a personal part of my scope. And, and frankly, I had the same um, quote unquote perception issue that then when I first took the phone call from Walmart, you know, I grew up in California and there wasn't at the time a lot of Walmarts um, around when I grew up. So I only had sort of the California version of that. And we, we see this in, in New York and San Francisco and Chicago and places like that where it's highly urban and there's a lot of technology players, but not a lot of Walmarts. Now, when we go um, to Texas and to, um, you know, the Midwest and all over the East Coast, um, you know, pretty much everyone grew up with Walmart as their neighborhood store. So the perception isn't as, as uh, strong, I guess you could say. Um, but really what we want to do and what we found is and people always ask, well, you know, Walmart always is a, you know, is a low income shopping, um, you know, uh, destination. But when you look at the data, I mean, everybody shops at Walmart. I mean, and every and what I what I always say to that is you know, everybody wants a good price, you know, when, when you look at it. And if you go look at our prices and you compare them, you'll see that our prices are better. I mean, we there are places where we have great, great, great prices compared to to everyone. And we and we have everyday low prices, which has been our mantra from the beginning. And you'll see a lot of companies that play the high low game. Well, they'll they'll have two or three items that are below cost, and and then everything else is twenty percent higher. And that's one great thing when you really look deep. You'll see um, that our prices are great, and as a result, we get a lot of people that come back again and again on on uh, on Walmart. Obviously, on Walmart.com, um, we need you know more uh, we more need more awareness. As people shop the store, they don't always think of Walmart.com as their first destination for e-commerce, e um, and that's that's really the biggest piece of my job to let um, people understand that you know we have you know millions of items that you can buy online that you can go to your store and pick up the next day, uh, and we have a great pickup um, experience when you use your mobile device, and and uh, that's that perception is really changing over the last couple of years. It's been it's been phenomenal growth. Right. And, and I also think like along that line of changing perception, you guys are going to South by Southwest for the first time ever, if I'm, if I'm correct. Oh, we've been. Uh, yeah. Our team's been to South by Southwest and, you know, it, it, dozens of people go every year. But this is the first time that we're, we're sponsoring an area. So we're going to have the um, the Spark VIP lounge at Capital Factory. Uh, and I think we have a, a, a website up called the Spark coming up shortly. Um, that's really just going to focus on it. It's a place just to hang out and, and chill and talk about uh, what Walmart's doing and our open source stack, our, our data and technology, and just um, just to, to see what Walmart and Walmart Labs are all about. So it, it should be a great place, and I'll be happy to, to be there. I'm also judging a, a startup uh, a startup um, um, innovation uh, group and uh, one of the one of the competitions there. Well, it should be great fun. Oh well, that's one thing we have in common. I'm actually on the uh, the board for the accelerator. Oh so, great, that, that'll be excellent. Yeah, I've done this a number of times at other places. It'll it'll be great to do it at South by. All right, we'll we'll have to compare notes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but with 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 South, like, why is this the year to do an activation? Right? Why is 2017? You go, you know what? Let's actually show off a little bit more. Like, what what goes into that decision making process after? You know, um, just years of kind of just going and observing, and the, and this happens a lot with other companies, right? Like they go out and they're like, well, uh, "Should we go to South by or should we not?" And, and or any other event, but why South by? Why now? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. I mean, uh, frankly, South by almost has been uh, overwhelming uh, somewhat for me because there's just so many opportunities down there. When you go look at the uh, the sign up sheet, I mean, you can almost not plan your day out because there's so many options. So there's a little bit about hey, hey, let's you know send some people down there and help navigate it. 
obviously people on, from Walmart have been going for years and, and have loved um, basically every part of the event. And it was really just, um, you know, figuring out uh, where to focus. So, so um, you know, we, we've started uh, not only uh, the Walmart labs and, and Walmart stores teams have, uh, have been uh, focusing really on, uh, you know, next generation shopping experiences, but also uh, we're pretty interested in areas um, that might change our perception on personalization or, or um, you know, merchandising tools and, pers- uh, and uh, supply chain areas, robotics areas. And as we've been digging deeper and deeper into, into things like robotics and, and, um, and uh, you know, computer learning and AI type tools, we're seeing more and more people, you know, show those capabilities off at South by. So, um, so we'll, we're, we're excited to go down there and, uh, and not only show what we're doing, but also to take a look at the, uh, at the people that are focused on retail experiences. Awesome. Um, that, no, that's, that's great. I, I mean, I love when people are like, we're going to take charge and really make a, a bold statement in an industry, right? And, and I think that's a perfect platform to do it because you're going to have people from all over the world. Um, and I think, that, you know, and you have presence all over the world. So it's a, it's a, a great move. Uh, so kudos to you guys for, for, um, yeah. for yeah, doing it. Yeah, it should that. be fun. Uh, do you still play water polo? Oh boy! Actually, I'm <laughs> I am actually a, a assistant coach from time to time when I'm actually in town. Uh, both my son and my daughter play um, uh, very competitively, so it's it's been great fun to watch them. I gotta tell you, I, like I I swam, I still do. I'm on the master's team now, but I, I started yeah. swimming now when I was five, and I don't remember my fifth birthday either. <laughs> but um, but I did one water polo practice, and it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, and I, you know, I've tried a few different things, <laughs> but it is an exhausting sport. Right after you know two or three minutes, I'm wondering, you know, is there what, what the parallel is between your water polo experience and and staying afloat and <laughs> really trying hard against all odds um, and what you're doing now, right? Because I think there's a lot of the same, that same thinking, like we're going to try a little, we're going to exhaust ourselves to an extent, but we're in it to win. Like, I, I don't know if you've drawn any parallels like that, but um, I would love for I, you to, to speak on it. Yeah. I, I love, you know, frankly, I love water polo and there's a bunch of um, experiences that, that resonate. I, I remember in high school, you know, one of the, the practice workouts that you take a, um, you know, an Alhambra bottle uh, full of water, and the goal is to you you lift it out of the water and put it over your head, and you turn it upside down and let the water dump out over your head. The whole time you have to tread water above, you know, by holding this thing. Obviously, it's getting lighter and lighter, but you can imagine the the strain it takes on your muscles to uh, to 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 keep that going, you know, time and time again. I remember we had a, a pretty big rivalry. Both both of my teams in in uh, in high school were very competitive, and we almost always won league, and so did the football team. So Oftentimes, the uh, the football team would jump over the the fence and throw the bleachers into the pool before we got in, and uh, you know six of us would go down to the bottom of the pool and lift the bleachers out and put it on the side, and they would just be like, "Wow, how did you guys do that?" You know, and, <laughs> you know, it, it's a uh, um, it's very uh, it's a very um, underrated uh, sport from a from a level of strength and and endurance. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, you know, as far as it goes to here, I think in, in the end, you know, it's all about, you know, team teamwork and just endurance, as you, as you pointed out, we have a, we have a solid team here. And uh, as I mentioned before, some of the folks that work for me now worked for me, um, both at eBay and a couple of startups and, and it's, you know, such an awesome team when you, when you, when you can pull folks in from the industry, 
And then I've got a great team out in Arkansas that have, you know, you know, 15 years of retail experience and really help us ground, um, you know, the, the, the expanse of the, of the scale of Walmart. I, I just was tweeting a picture. I went to one of our, our warehouses and, and once you walk through a, you know, a 1 million, 2 million square foot warehouse and, and really see the logistics um, of all the trucks coming in and all the packages going out. You really, until you actually physically see that, it's really hard to understand scale. You know, I worked at eBay for seven years, but it's all a, you know, it's a digital matchmaking uh, game versus a, you know, a physical package game. And it's, um, and in the end, retail is detail, as they say. And, uh, and um, you know, we only make money if the logistics part works out, right? Because it's a, you know, that's a big part of the expense. And so we spend a ton of time on that together a team that really thinks about, you know, data science and next generation technology, along with you know, the physicalness of just moving massive amounts of packages around is, is a really fun uh, part of the part of the job. That's great. Um, and then just kind of last but not least, um, there's a, a couple of questions I want to ask you. Um, first sure. being, uh, you've seen a lot of things out in the world. You've traveled a lot. Walmart is up to a lot. You're thinking about a lot. There are people you're encountering every day from the consumer level down to, you know, Clay Johnson, who you just started started yeah. working with from, from GE. Uh, what is your current innovation crush? You know, what are you seeing out in the world, Jeremy, that you're like, oh, my gosh, that is the most amazing thing. It may come from your water polo experience or it might come from your day to day work stuff. You know, um, you know, my my innovation crush right now is um, really the focus is really on how to make it easier to to buy products. And, and it's. You know, the interesting thing is when you when you deal with, um, you know, a checkout experience, you go to the grocery store every week or maybe you buy online. But the, the process of just sort of pulling it all together has is is laborious oftentimes. You know, it's funny. My wife often says that she actually likes going there because it's just sort of calming for a while. But most people hate that experience, you know, and, and definitely don't like the, the checkout experience. But one of the things you, you see is. Um, you get uh, once you're looking at this at scale. I always tell the examples of like you know an iPhone cover that's in the electronics aisle. You know there might be you know 20 of them sitting on a peg in the store, but how do you know that that um, you know there's two black ones and two red ones and two green ones there? Um, just tracking the the specificity of each one of those items, and then when you're checking out again at scale. You know, there might be two of them wandering around in carts, you know, as you're as you're checking out uh, as you're as they're shopping the store. So how do you tell somebody in real time online whether there is a green iPhone case in the store or not? And so tracking um, uh, and, you know, oftentimes people equate this to RFID, but you can imagine there's there's dozens of other technologies that are out there that will help us track where items are and. And whether we can um, not only make the shopping experience easy and the checkout experience easy, but also things like replenishment and um, and the uh, and the overall just sort of merchandising of products um, uh, be easier. So I think I'm geeking out mostly on on tracking as it relates to all of those all of the above area. If you know what I mean. No, that's and that's like that's next level geekdom. That, and, and that's awesome, right? It's it, I love putting these these problems in perspective because I think any any entrepreneur or organization is looking at this whole supply chain experience, like from the manual. You know, my 
at the beginning of my career, I worked at Chrysler and I helped build engines and transmission plants, but I was an engineer and like, I just learned this whole throughput of how, you know, these products get thought of, made, shipped, like everything that happens there. And like, how do you keep track of it all? So that, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a tough one to figure out because again, you know, when you, when you got, you know, uh, you know, a, com a small business when you're tracking a hundred products, from you know that are maybe very expensive, you can you can afford to do something uh, where you pay ten cents to tag every item. But when you're talking about dealing with hundreds of thousands of different items, and then maybe you know hundreds of thousands of different merchants, um, uh, um, and and are not merchants but also uh, suppliers, you can't you know not everybody follows the same rules, and so you have to deal with it again at scale, which is always the fun part. Sweet. Uh, last but not least. You ready? Sure. You want to breathe this whole conversation in with your, um, by the way, I, I, I was telling you earlier and maybe the audience should know it was a beautiful stogie on your, uh, on your image there uh, from, yeah. from the, from the Cayman Islands, which, um, is there a Walmart there or were you, was that personal? There isn't one. There's okay. one in Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's the closest one, but uh, there's a few in Puerto Rico, but, uh, not in the Caymans. All right. Uh, more expansion to be done. Yes. But... We do ship there. We do ship packages there, but not, uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I could do this all day, Jeremy. Uh, no, um, complete this phrase for me, if you don't mind. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's not that bad. Trust me. Innovation to me is? Innovation to me is changing the way people shop. That's, that's what it is. Very good. Very yeah. good. Um, well, thank you for joining us. Um, where can people find out more about what you're up to? I, by the way, I love the Walmart can Labs find me? Medium page. Like the Walmart Labs Medium page is pretty awesome. Um, so I, I recommend everybody go look it out. But where can people find you, find more about what you're up to or what Walmart is doing from an innovation standpoint? Uh, feel free to, to throw out any good tidbits. Yeah, sure. I, uh, we do a lot on, on Medium, as you know, that Walmart Labs. I, um, I, I, I try and tweet as much as I can on uh, Jeremy B. King. And, um, and, and frankly, I'm just, uh, you know, on Skype and Slack all the time. So that's an internal thing, I guess. But uh, happy, to, happy to see you at South By um, in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I'd love to have you come by. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. Everyone, awesome. this has been Congrats. another installment of Innovation Crush, and we will talk to you next time.